So yeah, so this is, uh, we're going to be primarily drawing from the Sefer or Hadash. Or Hadash is the Maral Sefer and the Gilles Esther. Um, Baruch Hashem, an entire wealth, he goes through with the many Hagdamas and then literally line by line through the entire Megillus Esther. Besides the basic parshanut of just kind of explaining what's happening in the Psukim, which a lot of commentaries do, but he also pulls back the curtain and lets us understand a little bit some of the big ideas that we're trying to think about on poor. Okay, so let's start. Interesting, an interesting Hazal. Uh, again, I I tried to print it. I'm sorry. Um, what we can? Oh, does everyone have like phones? Should we should I mail to you guys? Do you want to? I'll just read it out. Okay. So. So. The uh, the midrash says, "Chochmas noshim bonsa base." The wisdom of of a, of a wise woman built her house. What is this referring to? It's referring to the wisdom of Esther Hamalka in the fact that she invited Haman to the two feasts. Can you imagine this guy? This is like Hitler plus, yeah? and Esther Hamalka in a time when all of Klausel are crying their eyes out, terrified of this man. What does she do? She's very influential. She's the wife of the king, right? She's she's supposed to be pleading on their behalf. What does she do? She invites Haman to the feast that she's having with the king. What a crazy idea. Okay? So there's many explanations. Some are peep shot, some a little bit deeper. The Maral himself gives gives some explanations. But the the morale's understanding of what the Chazal are coming to say over here. And Chazal, as we know, are usually coming to say something that is a little bit deeper than uh, than we would than we would think, right? So the morale says this is the explanation. Esther helped Haman reach the pinnacle of his life. Like we know the Psukim say that after he had that first feast, he comes back home, he says to, to Zeresh, his wife, and to all of his friends that, that's it, I'm on top of the world, not only am I the number one advisor to the king, and he's put me above everyone, but even when the queen wants to have a special banquet with the king, I'm invited also. That's I, I made it to, to the top. Right? Says the morale that when a person reaches the top, when a physical being reaches the top, what happens? There's nowhere else to go but to go down. If you imagine, I don't know, a tree, let's say, right? When a tree gets to the maximum size, right? Then it begins to already, that's it, it begins to rot. Or, or when a flower reaches the pinnacle of its, of its beauty, right? The, the rose has already it's opened up and it's huge and it's fragrant and it's and it's the it's the ultimate rose right that means it's literally a day away from the petals beginning to fall off because where else is there to go after that right and so so Esther caused Haman a downfall through that through helping him reach his uh, every dream, right? Uh, um, 
the moral explains that the lambdas is like this that really something that is shalim a matter that is whole should be the most secure protected and wonderful thing in the world a, a great example of it is an egg right if we had an egg over here and we gave it to Avraham as big and muscular as he is if he tried to take the egg in his hand and crack it I don't even I, don't, I think even he couldn't do it right can you crack an egg you can't crack an egg to break in his hand right and yet if we make one tiny little chink in it we take out one minuscule little piece of a shell a child can, can crack it with his hand why what's the difference what physically and, there, and therefore what why is it an egg is so hard uh, you can't break it? You never thought about this? Ooh. Sorry, uh, this is the advanced group over here. I'm in the very advanced In the back over there. <laughs> Okay, so the answer is because every part of it strengthens the other part of it, right? Every, when, when you have a, a circle, so when you put pressure on it, the pressure is perfectly distributed across the entire eggshell, right? And each part supports the other part, just like an arch, right? The, the wonder of the arch, of the Roman arch, right? Was that it can support, it can support tremendous weight, even though the weight can be fairly far away from the pillars, you would think the lever would just, right, nowadays you need tremendous reinforced concrete and iron beams to make a bridge the way that the Romans used to do with simple arches, right? Because the, they each strengthen one another. Okay, so Dover Sholem should be tremendously powerful. That is a kasha that we're asking the morale. The morale says that when Haman became Sholem, the Haman reached the pinnacle of completion, that that caused his downfall. And yet we see everywhere that a Dover Sholem is protected. The morale says, for example, that a person, why is it that a person who is missing a, even a single finger is not allowed to go out into the Jewish army? to war. Why? Because he's coster, he's lacking. Now that he's lacking, he's already, he's like that egg that's had a, a chink in it, he's very fragile, very, he could very easily be, be killed. Because he's more susceptible to not be able to protect. He doesn't have protect. No, no, because he does not have the spiritual protection of a whole man. Meaning the muzzle of a whole man, right? A, a, a wholesome man says this man is. He's like a, he's like an egg. He's he's whole. He's uh, it, it's hard to break him. Once once uh, he's already starting to break. That, that's different. Uh, another example we know that Yaakov is, is called an Ishtam, right? a man who is whole. And because of that, that's a sign of his greatness, etc., etc. So, so again, usually, right, the Yetzahara attacks a person from his being lacking. From being lacking. When you feel the lack, the morale in the Siva Yetzer says, when a person feels lack, that's the place for the the the, the is in the strike. I don't have I, 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 I okay. Oh yeah. You read those psukim. You can just hear. You can hear in his voice. But, but he's not king yet. There's always, there's always more to conquer. And he didn't get rid of it. Okay, so so you're so you're, so you're just arguing. So you're arguing. Well, no, that's a different point. He, as far as how high his power is going, right? He's, the fact that he's not king, 
um, you know, he's not the king, so he didn't have apparently aspirations to become king. He just wanted to be the. I mean, according to uh, some Midrashim, actually, even the king, when it says that the king said that everyone has to bow down to him, that included the king also. His throne was above everyone's throne, even the king. He turned him into an uh, idol, into an idol that the king himself worshipped. Yeah. But, but this is, this is a, talking about a, a talking about something like greed or power. It's like a sensational appetite, right? I mean, maybe a lot of people want to be king, but like this is, this is not something that, that stops with like I'm now king of 170 nations. And I want to keep everything. He wanted more money, maybe, but but he felt that this was as far as. Uh, as far as the climb to power, he was, I mean, this was the empire of the whole world, and he's the number one guy in the number one empire, like, you know, you, you can get more money, that's for sure, Haman might have wanted more money, but, but as far as, uh, yeah, okay, so, I, mean, so you, you ask, I hear your question, but that's what the morale says, the morale says that that's, that that's, what, that that's what happens, okay. That's on the one hand. I mean, we're trying to we're going to try to understand here today the concept of the end. The concept of the end. Purim is the holiday of the end. So we have over here. First of all, we just spoke about Haman reaching his end, and that and that was the beginning of his downfall. Let's take a look uh, at another another point. The Gemara in Yuma. The Gemara of Tesamud Aleph says, "Amar Biyoti, Lama Nimshala Esther Lishach Lishachar." Why is Esther compared to the morning? So called Halelo, just like the first beams of the morning, that's the end of the, of the entire night. Af Esther, so called Hanisim. So to Esther, the Megillus Esther, that was the very end of all the miracles. Right? The Gemara then goes on to ask, I, what about Hanukkah? You know, Hanukkah was another miracle. So Gemara answers, uh, that's from. That's from Hanukkah wasn't given to be written over. There's no Megillah of Hanukkah. Esther is the last story of miracle that happened to the Jewish people that was written down in in the in the uh, Holy Bible, yeah, in Tanakh. Okay, so again, so it's the end. Furthermore, Haman cast the lot. And the lad fell out in Kodesh Adar. Haman was extremely happy with this. Why was he so happy with this? Someone? What? No, it's Adar. What? It wasn't Pesach. It was also wasn't Tishrei. Oh, well, you just looked it up on the computer. That's right. Very good. It was Moshe Rabbeinu's yard site. So he said, oh, so you see Moshe Rabbeinu came to an end over here. The Jewish people are also going to come to an end. The morale explains it even more than that. The Jewish year begins in Nisan. Right? That's when the Jewish people were born. That's when we left Egypt. We were born as a nation as a result of the Exodus. So when is this nation going to come to its final end, says Haman? Perfect. The last month of the year, Adar. Right? Adar is the end. What is the Gemara there saying? That Haman was so happy there was Moshe Rabbeinu's yard site, but he didn't know that it was what? There was also Moshe Rabbeinu's birthday. Okay, so we'll get there. This is going to be this is going to be a part of the answer. But Haman, Haman correctly identified. By the way, the Maral says clearly that Haman 
was a tremendous chacham and knew many of the secret, deep workings of the world much better than many wise people. Probably, probably many great rabbis. Yeah. So Halman, when he cast a lot and fell out an other, he understood that this was just the right time to destroy Klausel. This is the end of Klausel. This is going to be perfect. Now, let me ask you a question. Historically, does it make sense? If 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 you call up a historian, right? You ask him, tell me, what do um, how do civilizations exist in the timeline of history? So he'll tell you, initially there's some sort of a big, powerful leader, an event, a unifying vision, something great. The, the civilization skyrockets to power in a fairly short period of time, conquer a certain amount of land, accomplish some great things. And then what happens after that? Then it reaches a certain pinnacle and then people become lax, people become lazy, people become um, feel old and, and uh, looking complacent and looking what you know what does the go government owe me right and uh, little by little it starts to unwind that old vision falls away the mitzvahs that they used to keep they don't keep anymore then eventually someone else comes, they destroy their temple, they take them into exile, they still hold on for a little bit to something, some remnant of some tradition for a little while, one generation or two, and then about seven years later, what happens to that, to that uh, cult, to that civilization? Disappears, fizzles out, pops out of existence. Just like the Jews. What? Just like the Jews. Says Haman, this is perfect. This is it. This is the end. This is the end. So what's the answer? What happened? So we said what happened was that Moshe Rabbeinu was born on the same day as, 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 as his yard site, right? Which means that the Jewish people have some sort of a supernatural power of rejuvenation, right? As every historian will say, right? How do these people do it, right? Every time we think that it's the end, it's just the beginning again. The other leads into Nisan. How does it happen? So, the, uh, let's come back and answer our, answer our first question. Right, the question was, why is it that Haman reaching the pinnacle of perfection, becoming the, the ultimate of what he's meant to be. That, that causes a downfall. And yet, we talk about that a warrior, if he's Sholem, that, uh, that he has a protection, right? That we talk about... Uh, and let's ask the other way around. Until, until a person does reach his perfection, he should be susceptible, he should be vulnerable. Says the morale like this. What type of a shlemus gives a person shmira? Only a true shlemus. Only a true shlemus. As long as and that type of a shlemus, what is that? That let's say that would be being a spiritual being, being a tzaddik, being a chacham, etc. Because 
that connects you to something greater than yourself. Whereas physical shlemus does exactly the opposite. Physical shlemus cuts you off from everything else. If before I was reliant on others, right? When I was lacking, I was reliant on others, and therefore I, w I had a certain, at least, relationship with them, maybe, right? So now I'm completely independent. It's much more than that. If before I was striving towards a vision of greatness, then I was connected to something greater than myself, to some, to some vision of something. When I reach it, then I become completely self-contained. I become completely self-engrossed and self-contained. And being cut off from everything else, that's death. If you have a fruit, if a fruit is growing in a tree, so it almost never gets infested with worms while it's growing. It's only once it's complete, it's whole, it's finished, right, that it very quickly will get infested with worms. Why? Because First of all, does everyone know that to be yeah. the, the truth? Yeah. So, because when it's connected to, when it's growing from the tree, when it's being nurtured from the tree, it's a part of something greater. So it has a, it has, it has. Sir, you're saying you will not get infected while it's on the tree. While 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 it's on the tree and and deriving. Um, Nutrition from the tree, meaning sometimes you once an apple, let's say, is fully mature, so you it's already ready to cut off. Just you didn't cut it off. So in the in, in the eyes of the Gemara, if you have a fruit or a veg or a vegetable that's still attached to the ground, but it's no longer being nourished from the ground, then it's as if then it's as if it's cut off. It doesn't have a status of being attached to it. And, and then it's and then and then and then it can get infested. But it's still on the tree. Even though it's still on the tree, but it's not. But it's only technically on the tree. Really, it's not. It's not on the tree anymore. That's also that's all I'm saying. If you if you detach it, also that would be true, right? But whether you detach it with your hand or naturally, right? Because once you detach it, this is it. It's not gonna go anymore, right? Or alternatively, when it reaches its completion, then it detaches itself from the tree because it feels I don't have anything more to gain from the tree. If you don't have anything more to gain from the tree, that means that you think you're done. You think you're complete. Right? A rose is no longer, once it reaches its it doesn't have anything more to get from the from the rose bush, the rose flower, right? So if it doesn't have anything more to get, so it stops being connected to its source. That's its downfall. So you're defining spirituality as as being closer and faster. We're defining spirituality as being connected to something greater than yourself. But you can also be connected to something greater than yourself that's not God. True. It be an idea that's just like right. right, right. But that will still be, but that will still be okay. Meaning, it's not going to be as great as being connected to God, but being connected to something greater than yourself still gives you that level of life. Of, of this overall system or, or this overall source or whatever it may be of your to your source yeah I mean nobody ever became great unless they were tapped into some sort of a power of motivation of of, uh, of you know they were they were being nurtured from some sort of a deep root but once he did become great 
then he detaches himself from that. And then he's ready to start writing. Drive itself gives me life. Right. It's a drive, it's a drive to grow. Because the Indirect. drive to grow is what connects you to something greater than yourself. It's the and, and that's and that's what and that's what gives a person life. And when a person feels that he's reached that, then then that's it. He's he's cut off from everything. He's just unto himself. He's completely self-conceited, there's nothing anywhere that's going to interest him besides in himself. So he's cut off from everything. So then he's dead. That, that's, the story, that's the story with Homer. Now let's bring it back to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, his, his yard site happened to have coincidentally coincided with his birthday. How lucky for us. Is that what it means? What? So Chazal say that a tzaddik, the tzaddikim, pass away from this world on, on, uh, on the day they're born. Why? Because they because they complete their job, right? That's that's the bunch of chat that they they, they they made a whole whatever you know, they finished off the year, right? They, whatever they started, they finished. Off. But it's something much more than that, and that, that's what we see with Klaus. Yeah, is that a tzaddik that, that just like Klaus have Adar leads into Nisan. It means we're able to reconnect to the original vision on a whole new level. Whatever was the initial thing that, I, that, that, that I've been driving towards, that I've been working towards, now I've reached that, now I've grown old, I've, 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 uh, I've met those goals and now, and now I've lost that drive, I'm going to get reconnected again. What? There is no end. Not in this world. There's no end in this world. There's no end. What? What about what? It seems to me On the day of his death, he reached he reached the level of uh, of, uh, of of Shlemus, and that's why his neshama left. There's no point for him to be here anymore. Right. Now, this that we're saying should be tremendously reminiscent of something that we spoke about Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur time. Maybe. What happens? Rosh Hashanah, we, we, I'm sure we spoke about Rosh Hashanah is you're trying to build a Rosh for the next Shana. You're trying to build yourself ahead the next year. You're trying to get a new vision, right? To try to understand where am I growing? Where am I going? What am I doing in this, in this upcoming year? Right? So you ask, so, so it sounds like we do the same thing twice every year. So you're right and you're wrong. First of all, the Gemara Rosh Hashanah says that there's a machlaikus when the world was created. Machlaikus Tanoim. Was the world created in Nisan or in Tishrei? Okay. There's a very famous Rabbeinu Tam. The Tosos there on the spot, shame Rabbeinu Tam. The great Rabbeinu Tam that afterwards the Arizal wrote that, that this is 100% true. Yeah. Rabbeinu Tam says that it's not a machlekes. Because why? 
Step number one. Time was created already in Tishra. Tishrei was the beginning of creation of time. Now, in Machshava, when Hashem, this the this the the Ramak writes, that don't be foolish and think that with you, when you think something, your Machshavas don't do anything until you actually go and you do actions with it, right? But with Hashem it's not like that. His makshavas are actions. They, the moment you think something, it is. So what does it mean, makshava versus Maisa? It means different levels of, of bringing things into existence. Things exist on a very supernal, lofty, non-physical existence. And then they gain a much more concrete um, physical existence as we know it now and that happens within time it went from Tishrei when it was completely very, very abstract creation to Nisan when it was a very physical practical creation okay is that okay Again, this, this, was a, this is a much bigger sugya, much, much bigger sugya. Maybe we'll get into it a little bit as Nisan approaches. Yeah, maybe, or maybe Tishrei. But right now, let's just, let's just take that idea, okay? Two beginnings of the year. One a physical beginning, one, one a, a spiritual beginning. Okay? Now, whenever you have a beginning, you also have a and then so the end the, for the beginning of for the, the spiritual beginning which happens in Tishrei the end is where in the very end of El the very end of El and for the physical creation of Nisan, the end is where? Other. And at both ends, and here's the awesome part, at both ends you need a salvation. Says the Chazal, that same Chazal that we started off the night with, yeah, that same, that same Midrash Socher Tov. Shekol Hamodim Asidin Lisbato. That all the holidays are going to become nullified. Either completely nullified or just secondary nature to the ultimate Geula salvation when Mashiach will come and he'll right, save us from this over 2,000 year long terrible exile that we've been in that's gonna Egypt, Egypt is gonna, 210 years in Egypt is gonna pale in comparison right, to this ultimate salvation but Yemei Purim are not gonna be this battle and neither are the days of Yom Kippur 
Yom Kippur is also not going to be this bad. Sorry? If you want to, you can look over it. I don't see Hanukkah. Let me look again. No, not here. Um, so, says says the moral why very simple the other Moladim it was a salvation it was even, even and from this longest you'll see why Hanukkah will not make the cup yeah all the other Moladim was a salvation for example we wouldn't have been saved from, from Egypt where would we still be today uh, us and our children our children's children to this day we'll be where slaves to Paro in Egypt Avadim Lefaro B'Mitzrayim, right? And, and, and with the Greeks, we would be completely subjugated to the Greeks, we wouldn't be keeping mitzvahs, etc. It would be very, very bad. Yeah? But Hashem could still come along and save us. Mashiach could come and He could save us. But if Haman would wipe us out, what would happen? Can Mashiach come and save us? So that that one is simple. That's why Purim will never be in this battle because it's not uh, it's irreplaceable. What Purim gives us is continued life. Other was the end. Other was the end. The Gemara says, "Mimovus l'chaim." We are taken out from death to life. Right. So. It's impossible. Whatever's going to happen in the end, you'll have to say, and it was also because of Purim. Because if not for Purim, nothing, no, none of this would be happening right now. And says, another opinion is also Yom Kippur. Why Yom Kippur? What do you mean? Yom Kippur. Okay, good. Now that we've got the... Uh, the, the the word down why why Yom Kippur because otherwise what would happen we've sinned we've sinned we've sinned we would also cease to be the Malachamovus would destroy us instead of Haman destroying us the Satan would destroy us right there's two ways to kill a person as tomorrow says all over the place two ways to kill a person one is you can burn his body the other one is you can just take the nefesh out of the body take a cup the blood comes out the nefesh has left the body is also dead you can destroy the body or you can destroy the nefesh right two ways to kill a person so Purim is also a salvation from death a death that's a result of the destruction of the Nisham the year has two beginnings and has two natural ends and from each end you need a salvation from the spiritual beginning of Tishrei we come to a day of judgment of Rosh Hashanah where we wouldn't make it and we need the salvation of Yom Kippur to save us from the Malach from the Satan and the beginning of the year of Nisan the physical creation comes to an end in Adar where we become old and frail and weak from mitzvahs and we need a salvation from Haman That's why Adar comes before Nisan and that's why Yom Kippur comes before Rosh Hashanah. Right, Yusha. Yeah, Yusha is with us. Okay. What date is Yom Kippur on? What day is Roshana? So Yom Kippur comes after Tishrei. I don't get it. Salvation is supposed to come before the end, not after the end. It's supposed to come before Roshana. So 
The difference is because one is physical, one is spiritual. We see that by Adar, the salvation of Adar comes before the end of Adar. Right? The salvation comes before the end. And yet in the Tishrei half of it, the salvation comes after the end. But once there's a Yom Adin, it's too late. So you're saying it good. Makes, it makes it absolute. If you would have a forgiveness before Yom Adin, Yom Adin would be you know, pretty much useless. You know. That's true. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to save. We're trying to save the Jewish. We're trying to save the Jewish people, right? That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to save the Jewish people. Now, okay, Yusha is right. Ideally, you should have first the actual annihilation and then the salvation, because then the salvation is much more real, right? It's like a real salvation. It's really a big thing. So why don't we do that with with uh, with Adar? Let's put Adar. Let's have Purim after Adar. In a physical world, you can't do that. In the physical world, right, you can't have Haman destroy the Jewish people and then afterwards save them. So the Sultan can get himself a decree. And in a spiritual world, you can work backwards. You can have a judgment. You can someone even can be um, can get kores chasam shalom, right? Can get a spiritual excision. And then it can be reconnected, it can be, it can be saved again. But in the physical world, it doesn't work. That's why the Seder changes around, just like we're going to see by the building of the Mishkan, we're going to have a machlekes between Moshe, Rabbeinu, and Betzal, how to build things. You go from inside out or outside in. And it depends on the physical versus spiritual. They, they work in two different ways. Okay. Hang in there. Are we, are we all still, we have one more big move to do. One, you're in. <laughs> we, we answer the question why Esther was the the downfall of Amun. Exactly what Chazal said. Why Esther? The specifically why Esther? Why those? Why was she inviting him to all these feasts? Answer was she brought him up. Once he was Sholem, he was at his end. And when you're at the end, and you're physical, what caused him? Once he was Sholem, how did he? What caused the downfall? Like what? Like practically, like in the story, how did it go? I saw in the story. We're saying once, once you, once you become an apple that's been completely, that's, that's fully ripened, then that's it. Then, then naturally the worms will come in one way or another. Right? Okay. One way or another, you're gonna fall. Says the Gemara in Megillah. Kaiv, let me read the words. Kaiv inish libisumi bipuraya adlo yoda bin arahaman the borak Mordechai. Who here understands the mitzvah? Okay, so you're usually saying he has no idea what the mitzvah is, right? That's usually things that we do every year we, we don't really understand. Is that what you're saying? Drink. Right, okay. Right, what's going on? What's the, what's the... How does this... Drinking, what does it have to do with the with the vote of the day, right? Today we're trying to understand that God saved the Jewish people. There was an end 
and God saved us from the end and He takes us back to a brand new beginning. Right? What does that have to do with getting drunk? Says the morale, there is no one more helpless than a drunk, than a person who is drunk. Right? You're so smart and you're with your computer, with your phones, right? But when your wife is having to take you to the bathroom because you're about to vomit on Purim, right? You don't look so smart and you don't look so independent, right? It's uh, the Pasuk says, Batach El Hashem, Bechol Levavacha, trust in God with all your heart. And to your intelligence, don't rely. On your intelligence, don't rely. That's the Pasuk and Mishnah. What's the inference? That usually people rely on what? On your intelligence. If something, if some difficulty is going to come up, what's going to, what's going to help me get out of trouble? What's going to help me save myself and my family? My smart. I'll figure out something. I'll figure out a way. I'll, I'll get her. You know, we'll make it through. And Purim, when there was a decree against Kalal probably in the beginning people were thinking, okay, how are we going to work around this, right? I've got some money, we'll buy a boat, we'll try to, we'll go. And they realized there's nowhere to go, right? Akashverish, Ruth, Mihodu Ad Kush, 120 major capital cities across the world, it's all under his power, where are you going to run? And they realized more and more, all of your intelligence is not going to help you. So what is going to help you? Hashem. But whereas Anyum Kippur, the help that Hashem gives us, comes from where? From our spiritual righteousness. We purify ourselves, we fast, we daven, we do tshuva. And from the more spiritual we become, from our spirituality, we merit, we get close, and we get closer to Hashem, and He saves us. That's beside the spirituality. That's because we're talking about Tishri. In Nisan, it's going to happen beside the physicality. There's another way for me to reconnect. Where in Tishrei I reconnect because of my greatness, in other, I reconnect due to my what? To my lowliness. To the realization that I'm a poster of a dumb and I can't do anything. I can't save myself. And I'm not great. But Hashem loves us and Hashem cares for us. He's our Father. And we connect to that feeling, to that experience by getting drunk and negating all of our greatness, right? Up here, the chainik that we carry around on our shoulders. You know what I mean? It's a chainik. Don't hug me a chainik. You know what that means? You went through the yeshivas, you never heard. Okay. It means a tea kettle. You got a big thing you're carrying around your shoulder, right? This is the most valuable thing you've got up there, right? Covered with hair, with a little velvet black keeper. It's so pretty, so nice, glasses, right? This is the most valuable thing we have. We're mavatal that, right? Through drinking, and we connect to Hashem through the fact that He saves us in spite of our lack of greatness. Because when we recognize that we're not great, what does it help you do? Let's connect. When you're walking around thinking that you're an Adam Shalem, so you have a difficult time recognizing how great Hashem is. When you're walking around 
thinking, what am I? And it's very easy to see how great Hashem is. Here's an awesome tidbit. I don't know what that means. Here's, here's an awesome Mimer Mokum. The Ramchal and Der Hashem. I believe it's in Chelek Aleph in the end of Perdal. It says the two great powers that we have towards growth and greatness in the world of Hashem are Yiras Hashem and Avas Hashem. You've heard about those two? They're good, right? But the Ramchal defines them. And he defines them that Yiras Hashem comes from a recognition of your own shiflus, of your lowliness, and through that recognition of Hashem's wrongness, of His greatness. Whereas Avas Hashem comes from a desire to be close, a desire to serve, a desire to connect. On Yom Kippur, we come close, we serve, we connect. On Purim, we recognize our shiflus, which is mitzad the physical goof, which is the yira is mitzad the goof, and the ahava is mitzad the neshama, the, the Ramchal there says, there and also later on in the, in Chelik Daladev. Yeah? And on Purim, we connect to Hashem through the process of Yira, of seeing that everything is in Hashem's hands. And the interesting thing is, and this is, people think it's counterintuitive, but it's not. Which holiday is the holiday full of happiness? Purim! Because in, in Yira, it's a tremendous happiness. Yitzchak represented the Midah of Pachet Yitzchak. He's the, he's the one whose name is, happy, is, is laughing and happiness. And the Ahava, getting closer to Hashem, the more close to Hashem you get, the more intense it is. It's a very intense day. It's one of the happiest days of the year. Right? Lo'ayu yomim, there weren't days of, of happiness like, like, like Yom Kippur to Kalsrael when we saw the atonement and how close we got, etc. But it's, a, but, it's a, but it's a day full of hard work. Purim, here's Hashem, you recognize it's not from me, it's not thanks to me. It's because Hashem, I can get drunk, I can be, I can be a total nothing, and through that I'll recognize how great Hashem is, and in that lies my salvation.